Isaiah declared 700 years before the birth of Jesus. In chapter 9, verse number 6, he said, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Would you stand today and give him a shout of praise this morning? Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your awesome gift, the Son, Jesus, for unto us the greatest gift of all of humanity was offered to you and I. And we are so grateful today for this incredible gift. Father, we pray today as your word is declared, God, that the ears of people would be open. God, that we would hear fresh again this incredible story of Christmas. We love you so much in your incredible name. You know, today the title of our message is For Unto Us. Well, unto us what? We all know. Do we know unto us what? Unto us, a child has been born. Jesus has been given to us. You know, during this time of the season, the birth of Jesus is literally told all around the world. Did you know that Christmas is the second most celebrated holiday in the world behind New Year's? What's so interesting about that? Well, here's what's interesting is that people all over the world are celebrating this holiday, Christians and non-Christians. Now, some people might say, well, just because non-believers are putting up Christmas trees and giving gifts to people doesn't mean that they're celebrating the birth of Jesus. Well, here's what I have to say. I say that because of Christmas and as we set up Christmas trees and as we give our best during this time of the year by giving gifts to our loved ones, we are celebrating the God of heaven as he gave the greatest gift unto us. Are you glad for that great gift? You know, I don't know if you've ever thought of the magnitude of these words. I had not until I started studying for this message. Unto us. I love this phrase because this phrase uh, is not contained by anything. Did you know the phrase unto us? It, it is not uh, governed by social class. Uh, economic status does not stop people from hearing the phrase unto us or unto you. Race or skin color doesn't stop someone from hearing for unto us, as Isaiah declared this. This phrase unto us has no bias. It has no prejudice. It has no boundaries. It is not limited. It is not hindered by someone's family generation or hurts that they have or have not experienced. The Son of God, God in the flesh, is what we are celebrating during this season. And this declaration from Isaiah is a declaration to the world that says, Hey, hey everybody, listen up. Unto you and I, to the world, there is a great gift that is coming. And it is for everyone, the hope of the gospel. It is for anyone who is willing to open their hearts. Did you know this phrase, unto us, it's for the lost? It's for the hurting, it's for the broken, it's for the victims, it's for those who have been bound by addiction and feel like they're unworthy of God's love and they're unworthy of this phrase for unto us. It's for those who are offenders. It's for those who have caused pain in people's lives. It's for those who have abandoned their families. This phrase for unto us is even for the murderer. This phrase, for unto us, is even for the terrorists. 
This phrase unto us is for anybody who would be willing to surrender their heart to Jesus Christ. Now, as I was thinking about um, this story and, and this phrase for unto us, now I call it my creative brain. You can just call it the weird Sean. Um, I was thinking about children being born. And so I looked up the stat, and they say that there are 4.3 births every second around the world. Now, I have no idea how they came up with that. Like, I'm good with 4.3. There's a little bit of the crowning of a head. That's 0.3. We're counting that. Hey, all joking aside, I started thinking that from the beginning of time, and especially now, 4.3 seconds, I could only imagine that these words that Isaiah spoke in that moment literally echo to all of us and to every newborn child, this great gift is offered. And can you even imagine what that would sound like as if the angels are just declaring over and over and over for unto us four times a second. You can't even say it one time in one second. It just resounds and echoes and bounces off the walls as children are born, and this great declaration is declared to them and to everybody throughout all history. Wow, this is truly the gift that keeps on giving to every person who's born on this planet Earth. You know, this is the greatest invitation that you and I have ever received. You think getting invited to that special party or going to that wedding was special. You thought getting that invitation was special. This invitation that is given to you and I is very special. What have we done with this invitation? Where did you put it? Did you lose it? Do you treasure it? Did you squander it? Did you know that people often say, well, Sean, everybody's different. We all have different needs and we all have different things. And we're right about that. We're all right. But this invitation, it doesn't matter how different we are. This invitation comes to all humanity. And here's the one thing all of humanity has in common. We have all been offered this gift, the Son of God. There is no other gift throughout all of history, throughout all of humanity, that has the power to bring togetherness and unity to our world like for unto us. Have you ever thought about that? The answer to racism, the answer to getting rid of prejudice, the answer to the strife in our world is not that we would understand each other. That's part of it. But the answer is this gift. The Son of God. He brings us together like nothing else. Did you know that celebrating Christmas, it was uh, started by Pope Julius I, if you cared, um, on December the 25th. He said that December the 25th, that will be the day where we honor the birth of Jesus. And he did that in AD 353. Now, you probably don't care about that date either, but I just figured, you know, I need to try to sound smart, like I know a little bit about history. So, There you go. That's all I got. But it's amazing to me that 2,000 years later, we are still celebrating this incredible gift. Well, today, we're talking about for unto us. As we read the scripture, we notice that because of the son Jesus coming to you and I, he comes along with a lot of power and a lot of gifts. And let's talk about the four things that we see in the scripture. Number one, we see that the first gift that we receive because he has come is that we receive the gift of the wonderful counselor. Somebody say that. Wonderful counselor. 
Now, you guys are not saying it with as much enthusiasm as me, all right? So y'all need to step up your game a little bit, all right? We're going to try that again. Say, wonderful counselor, wonderful counselor. Now, you can even, like, say it with really big eyes. So look at the person next to you, like, right, right? One more time. One, two, three, wonderful counselor. Hey, I love this word, wonderful counselor. I love to study out words and and, uh, figure out what they mean because Words are so rich, and they have a lot of deep, deep, deep meanings. This word, wonderful counselor, as I begin to study this word out, has incredible, incredible meanings. We're going to take a first look at the word counselor. This word counselor literally means, um, biblically, it means to advise perfectly to resolve. Have you ever needed anybody to step into your life and resolve something for you that you couldn't fix? Right now, is there anything in your life that is discomforting? Anything that has brought a little bit of confusion? Is there a little bit of uncertainty about a decision that you need to make in your life that may potentially impact you for a long time? Let me answer those questions for you. Yes and yes and yes. Why? Well, because Jesus sent the wonderful counselor. He comes as an incredible gift for you and I because God knew that you and I would need a wonderful counselor. This wonderful counselor church is here because of Christmas. This council is not like your pastor's council. He's got really good counsel, by the way, really good. But it's not anything like his council. It's not anything like your parents' council. And some of you have incredible parents. It's not anything like your coach's council. It is not anything like your friend's council. And I know you're thinking all I need to do is call my friend on the phone They're just going to bring clarity to me. His counsel is nothing like that. The Bible says that his counsel will always be 100% perfect, and it will resolve. If I were to redefine this word counsel, the biblical word counsel, and gave it my own definition, here's what I would say. This wonderful counselor, when he gives counsel, it is perfect counsel that resolves every time. Think about that. Some people chase after counselor and counselor. They phone a friend and phone another friend and phone another friend when they're looking for counsel. And they call their mama. They call their daddy. They talk to their dog. They reach out to anybody and everything. They're just missing the fact that God sent his son Jesus to be our wonderful counselor. And when he counsels, it is 100% correct. It is perfect counsel that resolves every time. Are you glad that we serve a wonderful counselor? Can anybody in this room use a wonderful counselor? Now, don't lie. You ought to shout amen right there because I don't know about you, but I can use a wonderful counselor that gives me perfect counsel that resolves. Do you need resolve in anything? Do you need anything to come to an end? Does clarity to be brought to you? Now, I started looking at the word wonderful This word wonderful has some deep, 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 rich, beautiful meaning. Actually, the original word wonderful comes from a word where we get the word miracle from. Think about that. A miracle is simply when God fixes something that is impossible. That's just my, I don't know, that's what I wrote. It's simple. A miracle is when God fixes something that from your eyes looks absolutely impossible. Well, That's the kind of wonderful counselor that he is. 
that his counsel is so powerful that it literally has miraculous powers and elements in his counsel. Anybody need that kind of counsel? Now, my grandmother, <clears throat> she loved to use the word wonderful. I don't know if like she was getting tired in her old age and she, her brain just didn't want to think about other words, but everything was always wonderful. Um, you'd come, hey, grandma, we did this and we did that. She'd be like, what? that's wonderful, sweetheart. And it was like, you know, she was so sweet. Some of you are like, oh, and everything was, how was dinner, grandma? It was wonderful. And grandma always just had this really sweet tone when she used the word wonderful. But this word wonderful is not like the sweet grandma tone wonderful. It's completely different. The word wonderful can also mean these three words, brilliant, breathtaking, and pleasing. Brilliant, breathtaking, and pleasing. Now, I don't know about you, but I love things that are brilliant, breathtaking, and pleasing to me. I want you to think about his brilliant counsel. His brilliant counsel is so amazing. The word brilliant has to do with not only intelligence, but light, brilliance. When his counsel comes to you, the wonderful counselor, his counsel comes so powerful that it literally comes like a light to break away the darkness in your life and the dark clouds that have been hovering over your situation, the brilliant counselor comes so powerfully that it can literally shatter darkness that has been looming in your life. Anybody need that kind of counselor? I was thinking of this word breathtaking. Can you think about the moments that have taken your breath away? Now, this is not like a sappy movie thing. I, I like seriously, not like, <gasps> like, but just those moments where, sorry, I just, I knew you guys didn't know what that was, so I had to give you a little, little illustration. Those moments where you had no words to say, and you just stood there and looked. And there's been a few moments in my life where I've done that. My wife walking down the aisles, I stood in the back watching her come down. I was just dumbfounded, literally. I was like, dude, you know you did nothing for that. Like, you, you know you are not all that. You better thank your wonderful counselor, because he is really good to you. Those moments where there's just, there's nothing to say in your mind. Those are breathtaking moments. Aren't those moments refreshing to your soul? When you go on vacation, a lot of times you have those moments, especially if you go on a really beautiful destination. Those moments are breathtaking. Why? Those moments refresh your soul. This wonderful counselor wants to bring breathtaking, wonderful, miraculous counsel breathing into your life to literally refresh your soul for the next season that is ahead of you. The other word that we see is this word pleasing. His counsel is brilliant. It is breathtaking and it is pleasing. I don't know about you, but I've worked really hard in this life to chase after things that would make me happy. Have you? Don't lie. I mean, come on. I, I'm like, hey, I love that. I want that. As soon as I get that, I, that I'm going to be happy. And uh, I'm a mountain biking enthusiast and road biking enthusiast. So there's always a gadget that I want. And I'm always thinking to myself, that is the last gadget that I need to, to make sure I have everything that I need. And as soon as I get that one last gadget, all of a sudden, boom, there's like one more thing. I, I, if I had that, then now I will have everything I need to be a great bike rider. Now, none of these things make me any better, by the way, but I think they will make me better. Did you, did you know that his pleasing counsel is so pleasing that you will literally stop your searching? That's why the things of this earth don't satisfy and please us, because they're not meant to. The wonderful counselor is meant to please and satisfy your soul. He, his counsel is 
to be brilliant and breathtaking and pleasing. And it is also amazing that it is perfect counsel that brings resolve to your life, literally. Does anybody need a wonderful counselor in their life? We're talking about, for unto us a child is born. This is the Christmas story. It's more than a baby in a manger. It is the greatest gift offered to humanity. And the Bible says, with this gift, we're receiving a wonderful counselor. Number two we see in the scripture, mighty God. Somebody say, mighty God. God. Now, me and my friend, Tramel, um, we're always, he, he, whenever we call each other on the phone, we say weird things to each other, and Landon has been there when that's happened, and Chris has been there, and I'll be like, hey, pastor, and they're like, oh, you're talking to pastor? But they're also going, he said that really strange to pastor. Like, why would he say, hey, pastor? Why would he do that to pastor? But that's just how my friend Tramel and I talk, and we always say, hey, man of God, or hey, mighty man, and so you need to say mighty God like, like I would be talking to my friend Tramel, all right? Let me try this one more time. Somebody say, mighty God. One, two, three. Mighty God. You guys are pretty good. I'm impressed. The Bible says that when this gift comes, the mighty God comes to you. What makes him so mighty? Well, first of all, I know you're thinking, well, he's God. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He's the beginning and the end, and, and he is God. That's what makes him so mighty. Yeah, he is so mighty. You're right. Have you ever thought to yourself, I wish I could be a little braver like this person or like that person? This word mighty has the implications of a champion or a strong warrior with bravery. Some of you in here are thinking, well, I don't need bravery. I'm brave. I got all the bravery I need. Well, just, you know, just a little heart check for all of us. Anything good in us that reflects him is obviously him. So you can say, thank you, mighty God, for the bravery in me, all right? So those of you just say that in your heart right now. If you're like thinking you need no bravery, thank you, mighty God, for my bravery. Anybody in here go, I sure can use a mighty, strong champion along my side as I go and execute this in life. Finish my degree in life. Finish my education. Go deal with a really difficult situation with a loved one, with a child, with a wife. Step out and do God's will for my life that I've been holding back for a really long time trying to accomplish something new in my business, trying to build the perfect team so we can go do that that we feel like God told us to do. And we're thinking to ourselves, well, if we could just have all of these right team people in place so that we can go do that, then I will feel brave because I have the right people around me and we can go do something awesome. Well, the Bible says that the mighty God wants to do that for you. He's your mighty God. Nobody else is your mighty God. He's your mighty God. Anybody need a mighty God in their life? Anybody need somebody on their side to go accomplish something great or something difficult that you're just unsure about doing? That's why he came. He came to be our mighty God. Not only is he our wonderful counselor, he's our mighty God. And the third thing in this scripture that we see is we see this. He is the everlasting Father. Somebody say, Everlasting Father. Father. I love this one. I love these last. I love all of them. Sorry. I just like them all. Isaiah declares that he will be your everlasting Father. What makes him so everlasting? Well, obviously, he's the beginning and the end. Obviously, he outlasts all things. 
I can just imagine Isaiah as he's declaring these words that he's also declaring who God is for you and I and to the world. And he's saying, he's the everlasting father. And he declares that to you. So I declare that to you. He is your everlasting father. Well, Sean, what exactly does that mean for me? Here's what that means for you. You will never get stuck without him because he is everlasting. You're stubborn. Some of you, you're real stubborn. And you hold out. And you're going to wait. And you're going to try to do it your own way. But guess what? It doesn't matter to him. He's everlasting father. Where do you think stubbornness came from? He's really good at waiting. He will wait as long as it takes. I've got some new children in my home, and I got a really strong-willed one in my home, and he will hold. I mean, he will just put his little foot down, and I'm like sitting here thinking, dude, you're not even three yet. And I'm like over 40, and I'm three times your size. And he's just like, mm, so? <laughs> I mean, y'all know it. Some of you are that way, and you, and you know what I'm talking about. The everlasting father never gets tired waiting for you to stop. The everlasting father never runs out of forgiveness for you. He never runs out of mercy for you. He never runs out of love for you. And the everlasting father never runs out of hope for you. His hope, his love, and his mercy and his forgiveness will outlast any challenge you ever have or you ever throw at him. Are you grateful he's your everlasting father? Are you grateful that he's going to wait for you to stop kicking, squirming, screaming, trying to do life your own way? Why? Because he is your everlasting father. And when it's all done, you don't get the final word. The everlasting father gets the final word. Any parents in the house? Any parents make sure you get the final word when you're having a conversation with your kids? Hello. I can remember a time where I was talking with my mom. Actually... She was talking at me. And she was putting me in check about something. And you know, kids always got something to say. We always got an excuse. We always got a, I know. Ooh, y'all parents, sorry. Some of you parents are like cringing when I said, I know, because you're like, well, if you knew, then. And I remember this one particular time I tried to say something. After she was laying the law down, and she gave me this look, and I knew what that look was, and that look was, boy, you don't get the final word, I do, and here's how it goes, yes, ma'am, and then she says, thank you, (laughs) nothing else needs to be said, thank you, final word, I'm the parent, did you know that God has the final word? over your life? Did you know that your past choices don't get the final word over your life? Thank God. Did you know that your husband doesn't get the final word? Your parents don't get the final word. Your friends don't get the final word. Your kids don't get the final word. Even when they try. Some of them are good. Some of them are okay. Even when they try, you will still be left empty because they don't get the final word in your life because the father the everlasting father gets the everlasting final word out of your life and he says to you and i he says that's my place nobody else gets the final word over you i get the final word 
What does that mean? That means when you're empty because you've been running all over the place trying to get the final word from people, God says, are you done? Are you done? Are you sure? You don't look like you're done. Go ahead. Go make another round. Come back. Are you done? I think so. No, you're not done. Go give it another try. I'll show you. It's not going to work. Go ahead. Are you done? Okay. You are my beloved. And I know everything about you. And I still love you. And I still have great plans for you, despite the choices that you've made. Because I'm your everlasting father. That's what I do. I didn't forget what I created you for. I still have that plan. And that plan is still in place. Yes, you have made it hard, my child. But I get the final word over you. The enemy doesn't get the final word. Your career doesn't get the final word. Your education doesn't get the final word. And when I wrote these words down, I felt like God wants to especially say something to somebody in this room. Your marital status does not get the final word. The father gets the final word. Listen, he has been dreaming his entire life to come and be your everlasting father. He literally has been anticipating and waiting for the day that you would hear the words, for unto you a child is born, because this child has been born, I have great gifts that I'm going to send you that is going to elevate your life. I'm going to send you the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, and the everlasting father. Do you hear those words today? He wants to elevate your life and do things for you you never dreamed of. Finally in our scripture, somebody say, finally, finally. lunch is almost here. That was not in my notes. Somebody asked me, like, when you say really weird things up there, do you, like, actually have them written down? No, I don't. That's why I should stick with my script. The fourth thing, somebody say Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. He will be called Prince of Peace. I don't know about you, but as I think about this word prince, this is like, this is like a declaration of the world saying, this baby, Jesus, he is the prince, the chief, the ruler, the all-authority one. Anybody who wants peace, they got to go through this guy because all authority rests in him. He is the chief peace giver. Anybody need the Prince of Peace? You got to get it through the sun. It don't come any other way because he is the Prince of Peace. You know, so many people try to go and get things and get peace and get comfort and get stuff out of life by going and getting the ear of other people. They think to themselves, if I can go get in the ear of that person or go whisper into the ear of that person or go say this and manipulate this, if they could just hear my story, then maybe they can put me on a platform and give me what I need. Did you know that the Prince of Peace, his ear has been bent towards you since the day you were been born? And he has been waiting to come and be your prince of peace your entire life. I don't need to preach this to you. You understand. Because there is no governing body, there is no person, there is no thing, no anybody that has as much authority as the prince of peace does. All the governing bodies in our world and uh, they, they, everything happens by voting. 
People get put in place by populace. People get put in place by manipulation. People get put in place by power. People get put in place just because they've been put in place. This Prince of Peace, he is the Prince of Peace. Nobody put him in place. He is in place. He is God. He is the Prince of Peace. And every peace has to, every amount of peace in this world must come through him. I want to dramatize this for a moment. I want you to imagine, so when I look back this way, I want you to imagine God, okay? Sean looks this way, that means he's looking at God. He's not looking at the lights or the back wall. So don't think I'm weird, I'm looking at God. Do y'all see God up there? No, you don't, God's invisible. Y'all are lying in church, I'm just kidding. You see God up there? Yes, you do, right? Yes, okay. I know, we're all weird. I want you to imagine the sun Remember, we're celebrating unto us a child has been born. And because he's been born, these incredible gifts have come. The Prince of Peace has come, right? So I want you to imagine, I'm not the son of God, but imagine that when I look back, I'm the son looking back at God. Okay? I know that's hard to believe because I'm nothing like him. Imagine the son, the Prince of Peace, looking up at the Father, looking back at creation, looking up at the Father, looking at his creation, the son knows that every person on this planet earth is going to get the opportunity to hear about the saving grace of God. The son knows that Isaiah declared, unto us a child is born, and every person in this room has heard that invitation. And the son knows that all they have to do is just open their heart and believe in this powerful message and that darkness glooming over their life, that brokenness, that lostness, that hopelessness will literally be gone in the twinkling of an eye in literally a moment. And the son is just like, say the word, dad. I see him. Say the word, dad. I'm ready to go. Would you say the word, dad? The prince of peace is coming. And when you say the word, I'm going to go. And when I go, I'm going to come so brilliant and so powerful. And I'm going to bring such wonderful counsel to that lost, hurting, broken person that the clouds are going to break over their life. Things are going to get to get bright again. They're going to experience miracles again. And I am going to bring peace because peace will never come to that soul unless I come because I am the Prince of Peace. When you say go, Dad, I'm on it. Can you imagine? The prince of, the peace is not just a word. It's a person. And his name is Jesus. You know, what have you done with the Prince of Peace? What have you done with this story today? I close with the scripture. Isaiah spoke these words, and he speaks them to you today. He says, for unto us, everybody in this room, everybody in this audience, for unto us a son has been given. That son is Jesus. It is the greatest gift that your life needs. With that gift, the Bible says that he will be called your wonderful counselor, your mighty God, your everlasting father, and your prince of peace. This son literally is God with us.
in grace and mercy there is nowhere we can hide from your love you are steadfast never failing you are faithful now creation is in awe of who you are so you're the healer of the sick and the broken King, our Savior forever, for eternity we will sing of all you've done. For eternity we will sing of all you've done. There is healing in your love. You're the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And for eternity, we will sing of all you've done. And we sing, God with us, God for us. Nothing can come against. No Thank you. 
to you this morning I have declared to you for unto you I have offered you the greatest invitation the greatest gift of all and this declaration has not just been for you but I have made it to every person who ever breathed life on this planet and my invitation has no bias so you don't have to worry I'm not like anybody you've ever known before. I'm not biased against your sin. I'm not biased against your race. I'm not biased against your economic status or your family. I am the wonderful counselor 
the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And I want to be that for you. I want you to think about this for a moment. When we were cast out of the garden, when mankind was cast out of the garden because of their sin, because sin can't be in the presence of God, man was literally expelled from God. He was separated from him. But because of this story of Christmas, the reason why they call that little baby Emmanuel, it means God with us, God with us. It's literally as if God the Father has stepped out of the comfort of his garden and walked down to be with you and be in your world and be your wonderful counselor, your mighty God, your everlasting Father, your Prince of Peace. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Today, the invitation is offered to you to invite king of kings into your life. If you have been living life without the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the prince of peace, if you've been living life without him and you no longer want to live without him anymore, the Bible says that all we need to do is put our faith in his grace and we can be saved from the life that we've been living and we can have the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace with us. If you're in this room and you say, Sean, I've been living without him and I don't want to live without him no longer. Would you raise your hand really high? We're not gonna ask you to come down to the front. Don't wanna embarrass you, but we just wanna pray for you. Is there anybody in here living without him and you wanna live with them? Raise your hand really high so I can see it. Anybody in this room? Thank you right over here in the front. Anybody else? My brave, real high so I could see it. Living without, thank you. Been living without the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father. Can we all pray together with those who have raised their hand this morning? We're going to pray this morning, and this prayer is not magical. It's just the way that we use uh, to invite this mighty God into our life. And everything you heard us say today about how awesome he is, this incredible gift is about to come to you. So get ready. Would you close your eyes? Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear God, I pray today that you would come into my life. Thank you for sending your son Jesus as a baby into this world to be God with us. Thank you that he died on the cross and paid the penalty for my sin. I turn from the way I've been living, and I turn towards you. I thank you for the wonderful gifts that come with salvation. I love you today. You are the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen.